Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, we always promise you that uh, by listening to the show in this form, uh, you hear extra intel that you don't hear on the show. Do you remember a couple of weeks back, I was uh, talking to you about uh, how I was mortified that in our house we were having to make the move to decaffeinated coffee? I do remember. Your other half came back with a load of stuff that she's now allergic to. Uh, yeah, she decided to take herself voluntarily along to a um, intolerance test and has come back with a list as long as my arm of things that we can no longer eat. Deary me. Uh, well, uh, I have to report that I lasted three days of decaffeinated coffee. The headaches I was getting terrible, isn't it? without coffee were unbearable yeah. to one day. I walked out of the house in the morning and said, right, I'm walking to the high street, I need to go and get some beans right now. So that's not gone so well. We embark on uh, project number two tonight. Okay. You know, I'm a fan of the two for Tuesday deal that uh, a very famous uh, pizza company do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a problem uh, if you've also discovered that you're gluten intolerant. So tonight, I <laughs> I am trying a gluten-free pizza. Oh, my word. I don't even know what that would be like. I've got what? a fear. I know the answer. I don't think it's going to hold together very well. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. So uh, I'll report back. Hopefully it goes better than the coffee. Why is she torturing you like this? This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I don't know if you're in like a, like a little WhatsApp group or anything, but certainly the Hometime Show uh, team WhatsApp group has been a light... Uh, with chat and excitement about the latest episode of The Last of Us, which was uh, out late last night, and we've all been watching it and absolutely loving it as it's going on. It's very rare that there's a show that all of us, you, me, and our producer, Adem, that we're all into at the same time. We normally have little individual projects, but this one, it's a fixture for us all on a Monday evening. It's so good. Uh, It's about, you know, it's based on a video game about the apocalypse, all that kind of thing. You've got to watch it, it's fantastic. But if you want, I always think whenever you watch anything that's about the end times you always sit there in your house thinking would I be any good if push comes to shove how would I fare in the apocalypse I think it comes down to this right in The Last of Us they've got these things called QZs which are like quarantine zones they're like fortresses because obviously the rest of the world's covered with this blight and these zombies walking around and everything it's not safe but I guess to go into those zones you have to prove that you can contribute definitely so the question we would we would want you to ask yourselves in this first hour of home time this evening is do you have a niche skill that would make you invaluable during the end times? Now, for me, I have the ability, and I don't, this, must be, this must come from you know, being in the radio industry for 20 years or so. I know when microwave ovens or timers are about to be a couple of seconds away from going off. So if I put someone on the microwave, say I'm, I'm scrambling eggs like yeah. I do in the microwave, mm-hmm. I'll go, I can go into the lounge and then just chat to people and then go back in the kitchen and there will always be like one or two seconds. It will ping when I walk back in. No doubt whatsoever, that is a skill. It's a hell of a skill. How is that skill helping you in the end of times? It's a tough one. But I think that we would want to conserve energy. So you yeah, wouldn't want that's a good point. microwaves blazing away when it, you know, it, it, the oven needs to be turned off and the bleep is going. You almost want to be able to get the stuff out of the microwave before the dinger goes off because you don't want to alert the zombies this that your ready meal has just pinged. So that's a little glimpse into the, yeah. the apocalypse, folks. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of hiding from zombies and microwave and scrambled <laughs> eggs. Richie, have you got a skill that you, would make you invaluable? A niche little skill? I think very currently right now, right, right back at the start of all this energy stuff, I was sat there thinking, 
thinking, do you know what, you know, this this talk about energy shortages and all that, because I don't want us to be caught out during power cuts. So <laughs> I have, over the last few months, been buying candles in large amounts. Why, you've been prepping. He's a prepper. <laughs> so I would be the lights guy. Lights guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can light honestly, stuff up. Honestly, light stuff up. I, uh, off of Amazon this week, I've taken delivery of a new batch of six candles that have a burning time of 64 hours. Well, we were only talking about your brand new torch, the, the shadow... Uh, the the shadow hawk as shadow well. Hawk, we torch as well, yeah, honestly. Oh, man, they'd welcome you into a QZ. You QZ. need light in the apocalypse. I am the light man. Well, there you go. We've got it covered. If you need to know when a microwave is about to end and you need stuff lit up, Richie and I are there, straight into the QZ. But what niche skill have you got that could make you invaluable during the end times? Well, not I mean? just a morale boost grim. as well, because you don't know. When the apocalypse comes, you don't know how intelligent these zombies are going to be. Good so point. they may be fooled by an invisible item being caught in a paper bag, and, and that could actually be really good to lure them away from some kind of situation. Or if you're surrounded by marauders or, or mercenaries or whatever, you could just say, hold on a minute. I think I've got two pence behind your ear. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get you. I've got your nose. Uh, this tweet here, I've been practising this for years. I'm now a crack shot with a Nerf gun. Wow. Straight to the back of the head. Pow. My husband can attest to this. Once again, you don't know what he's going to bring these creatures down. A Nerf shot, you know, we all know how powerful one of those can be if it hits you in the wrong place. Very distracting. Adam says, sitting in my living room, I can feel a draft from any open window door anywhere in the house. <laughs> He would be able to close windows and the fungus people, he's talking about the zombies, wouldn't be able to get in. That's a good point. The fungus people. That makes them sound kind of cuddly and knockabout, doesn't yeah, it? But they're not. They're not. Uh, Karen says, I can do a backflip on the ground and throw knives at a target and always hit the three-centre ring. For real. <laughs> For real. I've only got the evidence of the text that she puts before us. We, we've got some amazing listeners to this yeah. show, that's for sure. Uh, we've got Joe on the line. Joe, what can you do with making him valuable during the apocalypse? Well, I can, I can do the worm, which I appreciate isn't a great survival skill. Um, but, you know, keeping down low and, you know, keeping away from zombies, moving backwards, I think the worm would be uh, very valuable. So, so let's just say, for example, outside our, our little base, we need to get to a can of gasoline. Yes. Uh, normally, yeah. that, if any normal person went over there, it would attract the attention of the zombies. You can you can do the worm by crawling along on your belly across the sand to get it for us, and you won't draw any attention at all. Yeah, exactly. All the other guys would get killed. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> do you know what, Joe? It's it's really interesting you put this forward. I was. Do you remember a, a Bush a couple of weeks back? Quite a few weeks back, actually. We had the the brilliant. Um, uh, Ellis James and Matt Lucas on the show talking about the yeah. new series of fantasy football on Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching This Weekend's Just Gone and they were talking about The Worm. Their guest in the studio, the amazing Samo Farah. Samo Farah could not do The Worm. So when you think someone of peak athletic prowess yes. like Mo Farah can't do it, we need people like Joe in our army. Joe, it's, fan it's a fantastic skill that you should be proud of. When was the last time you did the worm in front of a, an audience? Um, sober, uh, never. Um, <laughs> that was going to be the next question. Are we having to supply you with alcohol <laughs> during the apocalypse just for you to get across and do the worm? It will cost you a few contraband, yeah, but um, it's we have a few years now, but I think zombie apocalypse, I could pull it out for you. Good lads. The worm, a skill not to be sniffed at. Joe, you're in. Uh, Richard Gander has uh, sent us a video of himself. <laughs> uh, and he says, I can make a clicking noise with my ear that would be a good secret warning. Have a listen to this. <laughs> that is him putting his finger in his ear 
and popping it out. But, I mean, I feel like that's a red flag and a warning now, if anything was about to happen. I feel like it's really grim. I just hope, like, a zombie would think the same and just move away from Richard. Imagine that. Imagine grossing out a zombie. Actually, the zombie kind of says, I'll leave it, or words to that effect. Uh, Kat, what can you bring to the table? Um, I can make a cheeseburger with just a kettle. <laughs> you can make a cheeseburger with just a kettle? Yeah. <laughs> how? How? Tell us how. Um, you take your burgers and your salt and pepper and your cheese and all those kind of bits. Which, which is spilling over during the apocalypse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet, yeah. Obviously, if you've got rations, so you might just have burger and a bun yeah. or bread, um, and you put the burgers and a little bit of salt and pepper in a bag and you put it in the kettle. Wow, so a little bit like the legendary thing where, I think we talked about it before on the show, where you can do salmon in a dishwasher. Which I've done. Which, which you <laughs> yeah. did. Then this is yeah. The, the, yeah. the next natural progression from uh, salmon in a dishwasher, which sounds like a Smith song, yeah. is burger in a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure we would have minimal, I'm sure we would have a kettle. We would, we would have a kettle, sure wouldn't we? I'm sure that I had a kettle so that I could get in to the safe zone. Yeah. Cat! <laughs> is there, is, there's not water going in the kettle, is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like boiling it. So it's, it's yeah, a basically it's boiling that. a bag burger. And you can still use the water, because it's yeah. in a bag, you can still use that water yeah. for, for vital coffee to make sure your guards yeah. on the perimeter are still awake all night. Exactly, and you can. it doesn't matter whether the water's clean or not, if it's infected, it doesn't matter, as long as you haven't got a hole in your bag. So for argument's it. sake, for argument's sake, if I was to go home tonight and think, I really fancy a burger, but I'm going to make it in the kettle, I could cling, I could cling film burger. all that, couldn't I? Yes. Um, um, I don't know, I don't know if cling film, you might get a little bit of seepage with cling film. Seepage, what a fantastic <laughs> word to enter into the show just as people are having their tea. Uh, Kat, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye. So grim. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Talking about the zombie apocalypse yeah. earlier on and skills to bring to the party, do you think that the, the Breville, the toasty machine, is lasting the zombie apocalypse? I think so. I mean, they can take our freedom, they can take our liberty, but they'll never take our uh, choice to have toasted sandwiches no. when we want. No, that's true. I've uh, been getting your uh, messages into the show about what niche skills you've got that would make you invaluable uh, during the apocalypse. We've had some great stuff in. We've got Jacob on the line. Jacob, what could you do that would make you invaluable if end times were to happen? Lorry driver, mate. As a lorry driver, I'm telling you, that's that's the winner. Like, you can get in a truck and go anywhere in the country. They drive about 800 miles on one tank. Right, so you... if you see any zombies, you can yeah. get out through them. <laughs> OK, so you'd be, you'd be good at, like, sleeping in service stations and eating pasties. I'll tell you what, yeah, I, I know the best places to get pasties. I know the lay-bys which are safe as well. Well, there's no safe lay-bys, but I know the ones which are pretty safe. Well, well Jacob, in, in, I, I would say in some respect, I don't know much about HGV driving, but I reckon once the apocalypse comes, I reckon you guys can chuck your tachographs out the way. I don't think anyone's policing how long you're driving. No. Uh, so if you can go 800 miles on one tank, I don't think we're talking about service stations or lay-bys, we're talking like... Highlands somewhere. Go anywhere you want. Yeah, but and also you can have a little yeah, sleep in your about, little beds. About, <laughs> yeah, drive somewhere safe. I, mean, I drive uh, refrigerated trailers as well, so we can stock up with food. Oh, wow. I've got a bed in the truck, fridge, you know, microwave. Well, wow, you're yeah. sorted. I, I, to be fair, if I was you, I wouldn't want to involve anyone else. You're absolutely sorted <laughs> for your little uh, apocalypse survival <laughs> zone there. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are saying goodbye to the kids, but yeah. Oh, I like that you've written them <laughs> off already. <laughs> 
We need to be clear, we have no intel that the apocalypse is coming, but we are reassured that uh, the home time clan is is really going to stick together uh, should it be happening at any time soon. I think we're set. <laughs> From what we're getting into the show tonight, we're going to be OK. Uh, Michelle, what are you bringing to the table? I can pack stuff into a car that people will say will never fit. <laughs> <laughs> so what, the situation is, people are like, there's no way, Michelle, you're going to get all that stuff in the car, but you just managed to make it work. Yes. Most okay. definitely, from a from a whole plum tree to a sofa, wow. um, I can get anything into a car. Okay, Brilliant. so let's 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 think. There has been I don't know four o'clock news bulletin earlier on. We've just heard zombie zombie apocalypse is on. Is, is on. Yeah, uh, Michelle is there. So thinking about it, she can probably put more stuff in for us to attempt survival than your average person. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. From barbecues, you know, you want a sofa? I'll get it in the car. Brilliant. And also there's going to be a lot of communication and running of, of goods between different uh, fortresses in the apocalypse, we guess. So you'd be like an amazing courier. Oh, definitely. Brilliant. So just definitely. to confirm then, you can get stuff into a car that other people think wouldn't fit. Yes. Brilliant. You're on our crew, Michelle. Thank you. That's quite all right. Have fun. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. 24 hours on from us getting into work and uh, receiving an email, an ultimatum from our boss uh, that we've got to clear out our cupboard of tat uh, in the next two weeks as uh, uh, Absolute Radio prepares itself to uh, uh, move premises and uh, we've got to clear some stuff out. Why is it on us though, right? Because it's not just us, <laughs> our stuff in there. Yeah, we probably spend the most time knocking around that little studio, yes, but yes, it, yes. we've kind of landed the work. Do you know what I mean? Well, look, some just uh, a point of order we've got a meeting with our boss tomorrow morning so right. we we need to make sure we walk in nice and tall and put that point to him we need to have a plan then tomorrow then don't we, we? do need to have a plan and on that um something has fallen our way now obviously uh, we spoke about this on the show yesterday asked you if you've been told to sort something out but a lot of people actually took note of the problem that we've got shifting all this stuff and have got in touch one of whom is joining us on the phone right now and that is uh, callum you can help hello gentlemen yeah i've got an idea um why don't you try and take the stuff to a car boot sale um <laughs> oh, oh yes yeah, a very good one that runs each and every Sunday in Chelmsford, a uh, hard standing ground at the Sandon Park and Ride site. Right. It's supposed to be one of the best. That's a great idea. Well, so, so, Callum, uh, just trying to understand things here, do, do, do you represent this, this particular car boot? I have got a little involvement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I love the honesty. This, this is a great idea. A car boot sale is a real English tradition, isn't it? Like, if you get the train from Leon C at the weekend, they have a car boot sale down by the, the train station. You see all sorts of people turning up there to have a look. To, an eye for, it's like an eye for a bargain. It's an amazing British weekend activity, isn't it, Callum? Absolutely. Well, exactly as you said, it's, it's something that's embedded in, in British culture. Um, a Sunday without a car boot sale, you know, it's a, it's, it's a bit like having a Sunday without an English breakfast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine that. So, Callum, a little bit of intel here. So, obviously, we're, we're coming with this uh, this cupboard full of tat. That's the, the problem that we have here in the studios at Absolute Radio. So, if Bush and I turned up at this Chelmsford car boot, two cars... Um, all our stuff in. Well, what kind of like numbers are we looking at that, that, that people might turn up on a on a normal Sunday? It's all weather dependent, to be truthful. Of course, but, you know if if the sun is out, it is packed. You're, thousands of people, thousands wow. of people all day, starting from nine o'clock until about two o'clock in the afternoon. 
And if you guys can imagine, we just have a constant flow of people all day long. Um, so that should give you a rough idea. Amazing. And what kind of stalls do you have down there? Because one of the best things about going to a car boot sale is like you have a little walk about and there's people selling like crystals. There's other people selling old photos that are made into postcards. What kind of people have you got down there that, that are regulars? Our regulars are actually what we would call genuine car booters. So a lot of car boot sales nowadays, unfortunately, are mobbed with what I would call market traders selling right, right. sort of, you know, uh, toilet rolls and stuff like that. We don't get that. We get the general members of the public that are selling second-hand goods. So it could be designer clothes, um, games consoles, jewellery, uh, watches, stuff that's been left to them, attic clearances, you name it. So we do have our regulars, but the beauty of it is that the vast majority of people that come to us uh, is always changing. It's random. So mm. you do truly never know what you're going to get down there. Um, we've been given a two-week ultimatum by our boss to get this cupboard cleared. Um, so are you, you're, you're a Sunday car boot, are you? That's right. So, yeah, we run every single Sunday all year round, and we are at the Sandon Park and Ride site in Chelmsford. So that is A12 Junction 18 for anyone that knows the area. So oh, yeah. loosely speaking, could we commit to having a pitch uh, next Sunday? Absolutely. It'd be great to have you down there. Brilliant. Well, this is all coming together. Not only uh, do we get this cupboard cleared and get the heat off us from Paul, our boss, <laughs> yeah. might make a bit of money in the process as well. <laughs> Love the sound of this. Callum, thank you very much. What a great idea. Lovely. No problem at all, Jen. This is The Daily Takeaway. Well, the toaster is on. We're going to be toasting something very, very soon. You're going to find that out in a minute. Something sweet. But in the meantime, uh, we've had a, a suggestion come through of a toaster that apparently is going to knock our socks off. Mm. We've got Paul on the line who's going to tell us all about it. Paul, please tell everyone what your toasty idea is. Well, we had some leftovers from a chicken dinner, a roast chicken dinner. So <laughs> we um, made a roasty, a, a chicken roasty toasty. Roasty toasty. Boy, I mean, anything that rhymes is always a good start. Yeah, go on. Yeah. What's in it? So, first of all, you butter the outside as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then you put some bread sauce on each side of the other side of the bread. Right, strong start. Mm. Yeah. And then chicken, of course. Yeah. And then stuffing. Okay. Uh, okay. Paul, I believe, I, I can sense you're being prompted by somebody else. Is there, is there two of you in this uh, in this particular agreement about the, uh, the toasty? Oh, yes. That's my wife, Janice. So Janice is there helping you out with the uh, ingredients on this, right? Prompting you. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's her idea originally, really, but she just didn't want to go on the radio. That's fair enough. That's fair, fair enough. enough. That's you fair know, quite often with uh, big developments, there's always sort of like a middleman, and you are that person here, Paul. We're just concerned for you that you won't see the end profits if it goes big. Yeah. Um, so, a bit of a misnomer here, this, in, 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 in that you're talking about chicken and bread sauce and stuffing. Stuffy. So, it's not really a full-on roast toasty, is it, really? Because there's, oh, no, there's no potatoes in there or... Yeah. No, there's no roast potatoes in there, but it's a chicken, roast chicken, roast, roasty toasty. So, it's a strong comeback. Yeah. If you keep saying the name, people will believe you. Do you know what, though? I, I, I like the idea of it. I don't think I've ever had like a. Have I had a hot chicken sandwich before? I don't know if I have. I, mean, I guess you would do. If you pull chicken off the bone, then have it in a sandwich, that would kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. We thought, actually, it tasted really good. Okay, so just to confirm, you, you've done this. This isn't just an idea that you've like scribbled down on the back of a napkin after after dinner. Oh, no. You've t- t- tried this out. Yeah, we've had one. Okay. <laughs> well, Paul, I think it's fair to say you have hooked us with interest here. Yeah. Um, 
obviously, this is not something that we can do tonight because for us to do this, we've got to have a roast dinner to then have the leftovers. So yep. this we'll, we'll commit to doing this next Tuesday for Toasty Tuesday, but this will probably be the longest form of prep that we have done for a Toasty. But my God, will it be worth it by the sounds of it? It's, it, is, it is fantastic. So watch this space next week, home time, the Roasty Toasty Toasty <laughs> or something. <laughs> Chicken roasty toasty. That's Sorry, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The chicken roasty toasty roasty toasty. All right, lads. Thanks a lot. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, very much in the zone of Toasty Tuesday right now. And as you just heard, we've, we've set up what we're having for next week. This this roasty toasty toasty Sunday toasty roasty thing. We're, we're booking well, in a lot of stuff. So yeah. we've already committed to a car boot sale. And, and now we've committed to a toasted sandwich. What will happen by seven o'clock? I do feel that we do actually need to take a little bit of time out just to check all our diaries because I know what you and I are both like. We're awful at double booking things. Yeah, it'd be like either half saying, well, you can't do that, obviously, can you? But this week's Toasty Tuesday. Yes, so you can get in touch with us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Drop us an email if you've got an idea. This this entire feature is a, is about us trying toasties that you've invented. Emily, listener Emily, has got in touch. Uh, she has a toasty that she sometimes makes as like a comfort food in the evenings for a bit of a dessert. So we're straying into the world of sweetness again here. She says, guys, why not try strawberries with smooth peanut butter? She says it's a game changer. Now, this wasn't hard to say yes to. Um, you think about the American delicacy of your peanut butter and your jelly sandwich. Can I get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Which please? is basically jam, isn't it? What do you make jam out of? You make it out of strawberries or That's any a, other given fruit. It's not rocket science, is it? So I think in a toasted form, peanut butter and strawberries, this is going to be great. Well, you know, I tell you, I, I agree with you. The other reason I agree is that um, even though I've, I've slagged off people who like um, smooth peanut butter before on, mm. on, on Twitter... I've actually had, after accidentally buying it, I've had a bit of a road to Damascus turnaround. I'm now more into smooth peanut butter than I am crunchy. So we're going to try it in toasted form very, very soon. And also, importantly, get one of our five a day. This is The Daily Takeaway. The moment of truth is here. Uh, thank you to listener Emily. She suggested that we combine strawberries with smooth peanut butter. It's toasted, it's in the room, and it smells divine. I have to tell you, during the cooking process, two observations. One, uh, I don't know why, but um, the toaster's never sizzled like this whilst it's been cooking before. Whether yeah. that's the ingredients, I Lovely don't know. golden colour. Good colour. Um, second observation, like you said, the smell was absolutely fantastic. Thirdly, I don't know why... It's not sealed very well. Okay. Um, but uh, that's going to be more of a problem for me because you like to eat with your knife and fork. Yeah, can I just say, whenever we post the, the video of the, of the making of it or us eating it, right, I always get a load of stick from people saying, why is Bush having his toasty with a knife and fork? It's the correct way to eat them. I'm not an animal. Um, would you, a, a standard sandwich that hasn't been toasted, would you use a knife and fork? I had a cheese and pickle sandwich yesterday, had it with a knife and fork. Okay. You got a problem with that? <laughs> no, I never said I had a problem. No, I just left it hanging. Um... I like the fact that the strawberries come out the side and looks like jam. Yes. I like that. Here we go. Because I'm not using a knife and fork, I'm ready to eat immediately. Here we go. Here we go. So much, so much, so much. Oh, oh, oh. Hot, hot, hot. That's hot. Oh. You see, I'm OK. I'm OK with that temperature. That's very oh. good. Getting the notes of the peanut. Love the smooth peanut butter flavour. <laughs> strawberries coming through. Richie's still absolutely dying over there. He's put too much in. He's learned a valuable life lesson. It's like a volcano just gone off in my mouth. But a good volcano. Well done, Emily. All I'm tasting is burn. That's because you put too much in in one go. Try a knife and fork. Go on, use these. <laughs> and go again. Second round. 
Can't taste anything. I've ruined my palate. He's absolutely ruined it for himself. Well, I, I can tell you because I can taste it. Emily, this is a winner. Oh, what a shame. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So that's it for the Daily Takeaway. Uh, obviously, uh, we talked about pizzas earlier. It comes in uh, in takeaway form. Two things that I am grateful for. The very fact that we can have a pizza tonight and the intolerance didn't come back and say dairy. Imagine a gluten-free pizza with dairy-free cheese. That would be horrendous. Dairy, dairy-free cheese is one of the worst One of the worst things on this planet. <laughs> uh, why is it even having a go at cheese? <laughs> Just leave it alone. You can't have it. <laughs> exactly. Just leave it alone. Just walk away from it. But the other side of things is I'm just glad that coming back on the intolerance list, I wasn't included. Oh, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> That'd have been tough reading. <laughs> <laughs>